Yilach Rosh Hashanah is a day we make Hashem the king. It's not the day the world was created. The world was made, the first day of creation was Chafli Elul. Rosh Hashanah is the sixth day, it was Friday, the day when Hashem made Odom Harishin. And one of the first things that Odom Harishin did is Odom Harishin, he gathered together all the animals, everything in the whole world. Odom Harishin, he knew how to talk to them. He knew how to speak their language because he was very, very smart. He was smarter than even than the Malachim. And he told them all, come, let's all bow down in front of Hashem. Let's dive into Hashem who made us. So not only Adam Rishin realized Hashem's in charge of the world and Hashem made us, Adam Rishin taught it to everybody. And every year in Rosh Hashanah, we all are making Hashem our king. We're saying, Hashem, you're our king. We're going to listen to you. And we teach everybody in the world how Hashem's our king, especially through blowing the shofar, which you should know the shofar, besides for being a very big mitzvah, it has a lot of very special deep meanings behind it, behind the shofar. And there's some shalim, there's some like examples that big tzaddikim said. There's a mashal from the Baal Shemtiv, that he said there once was uh, a king. He's in charge of a very, very big place. And he had his special son, the prince, who he loved him more than anything in the whole entire world. He loved his son, the prince. And this prince, he was very well behaved. He knew a lot. He learned a lot in the palace. A lot of teachers and the king and his son thought, you know, I think it'll be a good thing that not only is here learning a lot of very good things, behaving well, is that he should travel to other countries to learn more things, learn more wisdom. He's already very smart, but if he travels more places, he can learn from more people, learn more things, and how people behave. So the king, before he sent his son on this faraway trip, he gave him some ministers and servants to help him. And he also gave his son a lot of money so you could travel around and have whatever you need. Now, for a prince, a lot of money means a lot more than, than any of us would use. It could be the king gave him like a big box of gold. We don't spend that much. But, you know, when we go eat, if you eat uh, a regular food, a regular breakfast, something, okay, you're fine. The prince, he's used to all the fanciest things in the world. So whenever he goes and he spends, he spends a lot of money very quick to get a lot of fancy things. So, okay, he started traveling different countries. And he right away saw a lot of nice fancy things. Ooh, this looks like a nice boat. Or this, just spending and buying things. And he's spending a lot, buying a lot of things, having a lot of just pleasures and, you know, a lot of, more and more. And... He, he, he was a little bit forgetting why he was supposed to go. He was spending and spending money and having fun. And his money was going pretty quick. He was going further and further. And he got to a place where they had different language. They didn't even speak the language he had by his palace. And he started learning and speaking that language. And he was going further and spending and having fun until he finished everything he had. Everything the king gave him. Nothing left. Now, why did the king send him? To, to learn more. 
yeah, to, to become better. And instead, he, he was just having fun the whole way and spending and having fun. So now, he's already very far away, and he had nothing left from what he had before. And now he's, he said, oh, you know what? Uh, maybe it's time I should go back to the palace. Why am I here you know, by myself with nothing here? You, you know, and when it was already a long time, and he's far away, it was such a long time that he forgot how to speak the language they spoke by the palace. It happens sometimes. When people get older, they go to different countries, speak different language, and they don't speak the first language, they can forget. I've seen it happen before. So he started traveling back. And when he got to that country, back to his, his town, you know, back to where his palace was, he started trying people tell tell people, I'm the prince, but he even forgot how to speak that language. He's trying to hint to people, like, you know, me, king, whatever, trying to hint to people. And everyone's laughing, and I'm like, what? Like, who is this person? You know, looks like a, a poor man and, like, doesn't even talk our language, and he's, what, he belongs, he's like a king or something? Like, no one, everyone's laughing at him. No one listened to him. So he finally got his way to the palace, and he's trying to, you know, point, let me get in, you know, try, trying to go in. And the guys, they're not letting him in. Not you. And he's trying to hint, I, you know, that he's the king, like, trying to hint somehow. And they're, like, looking at him, this person, no way. And so he's saying, oh, what do I do now? They're not going to let me in. My tati's inside the palace. He doesn't see me here. What can I do? How do I get in? So he said, you know what I'm going to do? He, he just started shouting, started screaming, ah! And he's hoping that my tati, the king, he's sitting inside the palace. He'll hear me shouting, and he'll recognize my voice. And guess what? It worked. The king heard the shouting, and he said, hey, that voice... That's my son's voice. That he's in a very tough situation. It's hard for him. And the king started feeling it for his son, the love for his son. And he ran out and got him. He gave him a hug and kissed him. And he brought him back inside. Brought him back in the palace. So that is a muscle. It's an example for us, the Jewish people, and Hashem. That us, the Jewish people, we're called Hashem's son. Banim l'makim, Shem's children. We have a neshama, a special holy neshama, a special holy soul, which is one thing with Hashem. And Hashem took our neshama and put it down in this world in a body. And you know why Hashem put our neshama down here in this world? It was up in Shemaim, in such a beautiful, special place nearby Hashem. You know why neshama came down? Came down to do tayra and mitzvahs and do good things and learn tayra. And then, when we do mitzvahs here in this world, when we're in a, the, the neshama is in a body, we get even greater, even better than it was before, than it was up in Shemaim. But, could be sometimes the neshama comes down, and sometimes a person forgets why he's here. He's here to serve Hashem, to do mitzvahs, and he's just thinking about, maybe just about his body, about things that his body wants, and just, just having fun. So now, could be a person, he got like so lost, and he started thinking, wait, how do I go back to Hashem? And he's like, oh, what do I do now? How do I get, how do I do tshuva? So the person just like cries out to Hashem. That is the shoifer. The shoifer is like a deep cry from inside a person. Sometimes when a person is like so big emotion, like so, something so big happening inside of him, he can't even talk. So the shefer 
is like a cry, like from deep, deep inside a person's heart. It shows the Neshama crying out to Hashem that we're sorry for whatever we did before, and we want to become close to Hashem. And through this, crying out to Hashem, the Shafer, Hashem is waking up as love to us, and Hashem forgives us for what we did wrong and takes us back. That's one muscle, one explanation for the Shafer, for the Malshemtiv. There's another one, another explan- muscle from a Shafer called Kedushas Levi, from Rabbi Levi Yitzchak from Bedichiv, that there was a king who he traveled into a big forest. And he was traveling deep in the forest, and somehow he got too far that the king got lost all by himself. And being that he got so deep in the forest, so he lost the road. When there's roads, you know where to go, how to get places, but he's so deep in the forest he couldn't find the road anymore, and he didn't know how to get back to his palace. So what does he do? He kept on walking, kept on going, until he finally saw some people. Huh, people, huh, maybe they'll tell me how to get back. And these people were like villagers, simple people. And he started asking them, excuse me, how do I get to the road to get to the royal palace? And these people, they didn't recognize, they didn't realize this was the king. And they didn't know how to get to the palace. They never, palace? They, they never knew, never thought about it. Okay? He keeps on traveling, keeps on going, sees more people. Excuse me, how do I get to the royal palace? And nobody knew. Until he met one wise person, one smart person, and he asked him, excuse me, how do I get to the royal palace? And this wise person saw who was asking the question, and he right away realized, hey, this is his majesty, the king himself. And he got all shaken up, (gasps) trembling. The king himself is here. And he said, my majesty, your, your majesty, Please come with me, I'll show you. He was very wise. He knew how to get to the palace. Come, let me show you. And he took him right towards the road. And he took him, come with me. And he took him all the way to the palace. And said, Your Majesty, please, let me take you inside. He brought him inside his palace. And then he brought the king back to his royal throne. There's a special chair that only a king gets to sit on. And he put the king on his throne. And now, wah, now he's like, he's back king again. And the king was very happy, and very happy with this person. And he said, you know, you can stay here in my palace. He made him a minister, something special in the palace. Okay. Came a while later, and this person, this wise person who helped the king, did something wrong, did something against the king. And now the king was very upset, was very angry. And the king told his ministers, okay, you need to judge him, a court case, for this person, for what he did against the king. He needs a punishment. And this wise man was very scared. Because if you do swing against the king, you get a very big punishment, and a lot of times they even kill you if you do swing against the king. So he fell on the floor. And he was crying, begging the king, please let me ask you one request, just one favor I want to ask you, is before my judgment, before you judge me and punish me, please let me wear the same clothes I was wearing when I brought you out of the forest. And also the king should wear the same clothes 
he was wearing then. So the king said, fine, I'll listen to you. So the king put on his clothes, same clothes he was wearing then, and that person put on that clothes. And the king saw himself with that clothes. And this man with his clothes, he remembered how he was lost in the forest. And this man saves him and brought him back to his kingdom, brought him back to his royal throne. And now all the king's anger disappeared and he started feeling mercy on this person and feeling kindness, feeling you know good feelings towards him. And he said, okay, forget it. I forgive you. Your Veda is gone. You can come back. You can stay in my palace. So that whole muscle, that whole example is for us and Hashem. Came time of Matan Torah and Hashem was looking, who's going to accept my Torah? Who's going to listen to me? Who's going to make Hashem king in the world? So first, Hashem went to all the Goyim. And Hashem asked them, uh, do you want my Torah? And asked Hashem, well, what does it say? It says you can't kill. No, Hashem, that's not for us. We're not nice. Went to another one of the Goyim? You can't steal. Oh, no, Hashem, it's not for us. Go to somewhere somewhere else. And every guy asked, said something else. Hashem, we don't want to behave nice. Nah, you tell you that. Go, go, go find someone else, Hashem, please. Hashem came to the Yidin. And we were so happy with a simcha and we're pleasure. Until we didn't even ask Hashem, Hashem, what does it say? We said, Hashem, nice, Vinishma, anything you say, we'll do. And we said, Hashem, you're the king over us. We're going to do all your mitzvahs. But now, it came uh, a while later, and uh, maybe we didn't listen to everything. Maybe we did something's wrong. Maybe we did some Avedas. And we're kind of worried. You know, we, if we didn't listen to Hashem, Hashem's going to judge us. Maybe we deserve something not so good. So, we blow in the shaifah, that is like the clothing of Matan Torah. Because by Matan Torah, we made Hashem a king, and we it was blowing a shaifah by Matan Torah. So the shaifahs remind Hashem, but look, Matan Torah, none of them, nobody wanted to accept you as the, the king. We did, by Matan Torah. So through remembering this, Hashem forgives us for our leaders, and Hashem writes us for a good sweet year.